1: Jared Goff is good enough for Detroit as he leads the Lions to another home playoff game next weekend. His opponent uh, still to be determined. Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by Ben MGM at Egros. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Let's take our first look at divisional weekend. And there's really only one matchup that we know for certain that will get played, and it is the Packers at the 49ers. Currently, San Francisco is a 10 point favorite with a total of. 50 and a half. That's 50 and a half. This game being played at eight o'clock Eastern time, Saturday night. So, Joe, what is your first look uh, between the Packers and the 49ers?
2: I typically like to play into the overreaction that we will see when mm-hmm. you have a wild card team, people get excited about it, they, they win a game in, you know, it doesn't matter whatever fashion it is. People see a playoff, a team win a playoff game, and there's excitement around said team. Meanwhile, the better team has been sitting around preparing and resting all this time, and sometimes the line ends up shorter than it should be. And then we got this point spread. (laughs) It's going to be difficult not to take Green Bay at plus 10. Mm -hmm. The way that they've been playing the second half, and we all know how great San Francisco has been. They've been the juggernaut. They've been the Super Bowl favorite for quite some time. I don't know that the number should be 2-1, to but uh, that's that's where we're at. Uh, my first look is, ooh, that's a lot, getting double digits in this spot. And once it all shakes out, we're probably going to have a situation like like that with Baltimore. Uh, we'll talk about that. But we're going to have a, a, a divisional round, I think, with multiple double-digit favorites. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is interesting because – You know, the Packers are just this young, fun team, and then the Niners have just been consistent and the best NFC team for pretty much the whole season. So, and I love the whole storyline of LaFleur and Shanahan. They know each other very well. They coach together. They do a lot of similar things. I'm really excited for this one. It is a lot of points. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know if I can get there with 10 on Green Bay. Um. But laying 10 with the Niners no. is tough as well. It would probably mm-hmm. have to be the plus Packers plus 10 or nothing for me at this point. Um, there's no real injuries on the Niners side, is there? Like it trend, As far as I can tell, no. Good.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think most everybody's gonna be available. It's not something that I've looked at too too in depth just because they kind yeah. of sat. Uh, you know, some starters who had anything as far as a nagging injury was concerned last week. So as far as I can tell, yeah. uh, its injuries will not be like a big storyline as far as I can tell. But I have a question uh, for you guys, kind of a two-parter. First off, who is the better quarterback? Jordan Love or Brock Purdy? That's my first question. Green Bay. And then my second question is this. When, okay, then. When it comes to this Packers offense, not having Christian Watson for the last several weeks certainly was a setback. But now he is back, and he's sort of getting brought back into the fold a little bit more. And we saw that in the game yesterday against the Cowboys. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I think the healthiest offenses, the most competent offenses, when you take away that wide receiver one, it forces everybody else to step their game up. And then when you reintroduce that wide receiver one, suddenly everybody's already played a good bit better because they've had to. And now you have a much more elite unit because they know how to handle different types of adversity, because you don't have that one guy you have to rely upon. And I wonder if that's the evolution we're seeing with the Packers, where they had to grow up just to get to this point. But now that they have, they are a brand new, much improved, upgraded unit. So who's a better quarterback? And how much more can we trust the Packers, given this potential dynamic?
2: Uh, due to health, It felt like I'd have to look back at it, but but it never felt like they leaned on Watson the way that they did last year at all. Like he's Mm -hmm. a big name guy because we've had we've seen him have monster performances right at a very early stage in his career, but not this year. Mm-hmm. You, you were not seeing it. It was just, and he was questionable every single week or he's not practicing or he's limited. And he, his name was out there because he was constantly on the injury report. That's why he was talked about every single week. But yeah, and yesterday was, was another example. And I know this is not the only time I've seen it. It feels like it's all season long. When When Love has, let's say three touchdown passes like he did yesterday, he's throwing them to three different dudes like he did yesterday. And you add Aaron, the Aaron Jones factor um, in, in that one, so I think it's a fair point about love, like love in that San Francisco situation. Oh my God, how scary is that with Shanahan and his right. coach and those weapons? Like, there's no, there's no question. I, I think Love's the better quarterback. Now, Purdy could have a better performance, but I certainly think Love's a better quarterback, and. and Right, maybe it's helped them grow up, right? When they needed to, this is way before they were not supposed to be here at this point. Packers are way early, way early on this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, those Packers fans that were very upset about the Jordan Love pick, again, Gutekunst set the organization up for success. Just handed the baton. It's just sickening if you're a team in the NFC North trying to. Tr- Chase the Packers all these years. They go from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another Hall of Fame quarterback. And now here's Jordan Love.
1: Must be nice. I mean,
3: I love it. Yeah, it's so rare to see this type of thing taking place. And here we are. So good for Green Bay. But the one thing that really did scare me yesterday and I was wrong on, when is this terrible Joe Barry defense going to show up? Because that has been an issue. And, like, his second-half adjustments are terrible like could that be at play here and worry you uh
1: i think it means you just take the over right like it's 50 and a half right now yeah right yeah it's a high number and it's an outdoor game yeah outdoor game But it's still something where I go, oh, just bet the over. Like, I'd be fine with that. Like, we could probably see both teams passing a good bit, despite the 49ers having Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones still playing well for the Packers. But wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of passing and a lot of points. Like, I would definitely go the over route. And, yeah, the Joe Barry thing should be concerning, especially if, like, your whole purpose In beating the Cowboys was to disguise what your defense is doing, like with all the split safety coverages and and different ratios, things like that. Can you do that again against the 49ers? I don't think so. That's what I'm thinking. I think you're probably exposed and then it's just like, you know, it's a shootout. And if Jordan Love is still playing at this ridiculous level, then it's whoever has the ball win. uh, Whoever has the ball last will win the game. I
3: also think like what Joe was saying, Packers way ahead of schedule. This is a great story, but running into the Niners, I think it's going to end here. I I just, I mm -hmm. would be surprised if they continue and are able to beat the Niners unless something happened, you know, injury-wise to San Francisco. I think it's going to be hard for them to keep up, especially with how bad this defense for the Packers all season long.
2: uh, On the over, like the first thought is with this point spread of 10, like okay, our, just just like yesterday with the Cowboys-Packers game, it was, will the Packers be able to do their part? And it was a resounding yes for me, which is why I bet the over. And so now for the Packers to do their part again, go on the road. Twenty, can you pass twenty? Like there's no doubt in my mind they can. So yeah. that that makes a lot of sense to me. And some of those issues with that Packers defense that we've seen in recent weeks. Oh, I don't know, like the Carolina game when they gave up 30 points to them. Yeah, that's probably going to be pretty evident. You give Shanahan all this time to prepare and he's going to be dialing up some special stuff for Joe Barry's defense.
1: Yeah. So
2: (laughs) even past 50, I would not bet the under tell you that I'd have to look at weather, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be an issue.
1: Yeah, it, it, exactly.
3: I forgot but, about our Calcutta that I got Green Bay for a dollar. Gosh, do I have to be? That, oh uh, my you
1: God! Got Detroit for six dollars. <laughs> Must be nice. It's a serious it's question, right. question hey, yeah, though. Serious yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there? Ooh. Is there?
0: Maybe not today. Well, I mean, it would be today before you know who the Lions are playing a bet mm-hmm. to be made on the Lions. I know the answer from Joe's probably no, but plus 380. To do what? I mean, it's better than, to win the conference. It's better than any money line mm-hmm. bet you're getting in on championship weekend. They're getting the Eagles or the Bucks at home, and you're getting plus 380, almost four. I mean, I bet MGM it looks like four to one to win the Ooh, NFC. Yeah.
2: Is that worth a bet? No, look. I I said before yesterday's game. like I was on the Rams. That ended up covering. We know the result of the game. I said part of the reason many of us were against the lions all season long was when you get to the playoffs, you're going to have to get golf outdoors. Okay. Well, they win the division that locked up the home game and that helped them win. And by the way, I'm sorry, I'm not crying about refs, but there were some non-calls, which if that game is in LA, I'm like, I don't know, stomping on Stafford after the play, that's not roughing. Mm -hmm. Like I saw that roughing all day in other games, but, that's either here nor there. Weather-wise, the path for the Lions is not challenging. It doesn't look like they're going to have to go to any rough spots outdoors to play. So, yeah, I get your point. I I understand it. Or,
0: I mean, look, the Packers would have to shock the world. I mean, but at plus 950. And they're getting Detroit, you know, most likely. They get through this game. Um honestly, if you like the Packers, just do a money line rollover at this point. If you haven't already, that, you're probably yeah. the same number or mm-hmm. better.
1: That's my rationale is I think for the Lions to make it to the Super Bowl, they need to host the NFC championship game. So I'd rather have, you know, some kind of a rollover on the Packers upsetting the 49ers and then probably losing in Detroit. I think that's probably the path I'm most comfortable taking, Uh, not necessarily just, you know, them winning the NFC and then factoring into that probably upsetting San Francisco. I don't see that path, but I can see the other shocker path. And there's probably a bigger payout to be had believing that's the case.
0: One other follow up for you guys off 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 of the games we've already seen. And we'll talk about the AFC next, but Mm -hmm. Super Bowl MVP process based off of these games. Like who were the MVPs? Right. Probably Stroud. (laughs) But then probably Aaron Jones, or would Jordan Love have gotten it in that game? Almost Jared Goff by default. And then is it Rice or is it Mahomes?
2: Like just certain things that were percolating around in my mind this morning. Oh okay. So MVPs in our mind are different than who's getting voted MVPs off of these games. Like I think these are sure. different conversations. Like off the KC game, I wrote down Rice. But I also know that if we're holding a vote, it's Mahomes. There's no questions. Always
0: this down year, et cetera, et cetera, unless there's like a guy with two yeah. pick sixes or something.
1: It's Always Mahomes yes. Offense. Always yes.
2: Okay. And, and Kelsey Sharpie. also got his. He put up numbers. Oh, so Kelsey had three it drops.
0: Forget him. Like, but like but it i was just saying it wasn't, it wasn't only, that,
2: um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying – no, my point is – more passing <clears throat> yards. I'm not saying it, it, yeah. for it to be like a rice, but it was would like be only 50. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was like right. one what 130 of 250. Helmet I mean, crack, like all the stupid narratives. Yeah, if they're no, going right. to give. I'm just saying
1: what they're going to do. No, you're right. Um, you're right. So love, I, and it's love. Hard not to be impressed I, by CJ Stroud. It is right? love. It
0: is love, even though Aaron Jones had three touchdowns.
1: It's right. Love. Yeah. And it's Stroud, yes.
0: And it's Goff by default. Because like Monroe had 110, cool, but it's still Goff.
1: Yeah, because it was Josh Reynolds early. Like who is it? I don't know about that. Like I, I still think that Goff's reputation is a little lower than just about everybody else's, no matter what the matchup is going to be. Like, even though the Lions won that game. Like, what was it? I'm, I'm seeing people talking about Jameer Gibbs being special. And it's like, he really wasn't. An oh, but it did man. feel like, no, it is crap. I agree. But I think the narrative for the Lions is that it's everybody else. It's not. Jared oh, I Jones. think
0: the opportunity.
1: I think the opportunity there. The
0: yeah, I think the opportunity there. But last night there was opportunity there, but it was going to be golf by default because cool, Amonra got the majority of his 110 yards in the second half when they were leading the whole game, and Goff jumped
2: out early with Josh Reynolds. Mm -hmm. Dude, I saw people saying after last night, I agree. Goff won the breakup. I'm like, all right, it's a wild card game. Slow down. Slow down. You didn't win the breakup. Exactly. Like, how quickly we forget and how much we live in the moment. Like, just stop. Um Laporta. I'm not saying he's the MVP, but we were going in thinking he's not playing. And gets the touchdown. Like, Yeah. Like, geez. I thought it was gamesmanship all week. I don't know what they shot him up with, but, man, amazing that he was on the field.
1: I'd like to have whatever they shot him up with. I might be uh healthy and a brand new person. That sounds like fun. Me too. This is BeckyL Daily presented by Ben MGM. Coming up next, we continue our look at divisional weekend in the NFL that's coming up on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to Becuel Daily, presented by Ben MGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Still to come, we have our lightning bets, our favorite plays for our doubleheader for wildcard weekend as we wrap that up. But now let's look at the AFC side of the playoff picture. And we don't quite know what the matchups are going to be just yet, but we do have some projected lines that we're going to talk about. Now, first off, uh, the Texans uh, will either get uh, the Ravens, uh, I believe, uh, or the Chiefs, depending upon how things play out. But let's say it's the Texans and Ravens. The projected line there is Baltimore minus 8.5 with a total of 45 and a half uh first chance to really talk about just how phenomenal cj stroud looked certainly did not look like a rookie out there going up against a really really good browns defense is it enough to sway you to believe that cj stroud can be that first rookie quarterback to make history and that not even the baltimore defense will have answers for him?
2: yeah i mean how about it i mean if you look at and it's a popular thing that people talk about every wild card round every year and it was talked about last year too and it was kind of blown up and wasn't it blown up this year the inexperienced Mm -hmm. quarterbacks in the playoffs Jordan Love and CJ Stroud look at what they did and last year Daniel Jones won as an inexperienced quarterback Skylar Thompson covered Tyler Huntley covered is this is something that we've got to throw away And like it's going to be referenced and it just doesn't cover as high as it used to and you know, I, I've kind of thought about it with with some other sports too, uh, like with golfers or young basketball players. For so long, we've maybe we we've leaned into experience or lack thereof in situations. I wonder with this generation of athlete if it just doesn't matter as much. Like these guys are under a microscope, the great ones from when they are very young in high school, like. The high school by me there was a huge it was like big news, even in a state that's not even big on high school sports, that a kid is transferring to the school over here is the number one quarterback in the state. Like it's like these yeah. kids all have highlight reels on X. Like when they're 16, sixteen. I've seen it younger. So I, I I wonder if like it's just not as big of that big of a deal anymore.
3: Yeah, I also think it depends. Like, Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud are really good quarterbacks. There's some younger quarterbacks who you know, uh, probably wouldn't be backing as much, you know, in these big situations. But I love that C.J. Stroud and the Texans face the Ravens in the first game of the season because C.J. Stroud and the Texans have gotten better. And it's kind of like, all right, we're going to punch you in the mouth. First game as a rookie, you get the Ravens. We're probably going to be in the Super Bowl. He didn't back down from that. He didn't have any touchdowns. I think 242 passing yards in that game. But he has gotten so much better. I hope they get the Chiefs and not the Ravens. Um, but, uh, yeah, it- it'll be tough, I think, against the Ravens. It'll be hard for me to find a way to back the Texans, I think. Um, but it it is very impressive what C.J. Stroud yeah. has done in his rookie season.
1: I appreciated uh, what Greg Olson said during the broadcast between the Cowboys and Packers. He is one of my favorite commentators in any sport, by the way, like if I'm power ranking, Greg Olson's very much up there and he brought this very issue up. Like does playoff experience matter? And he cited a couple of stats and basically the conclusion is no, it doesn't matter. Sometimes teams with a lot of veteran leadership can do well, but sometimes they can do poorly. Whereas young teams can make a run in the playoffs or they can crash and burn And what we're seeing from C.J. Stroud is a certain swagger that I don't necessarily think a lot of young quarterbacks have, but it's not exactly a foreign concept. It's nothing brand new. Like, you know, growing up uh, in Louisiana and then spending a ton of time in Texas, old man sports fan would always contact my place of work and complain about how much time and effort and energy we were putting into signings. Where you got a high school football player, and he's got four hats on the table. And then we've got all these cameras and all these cell phones pointing at the player and they decide which college they wanna play for. And a lot of older people would get really upset by this. Like, why does it matter? Why is this such a big deal? Well, it's a big deal because everyone makes it a big deal. And I do wonder when we put so much of the spotlight on these young people, if perhaps the advantage is that they are prepared for such big moments, that they are used to Mm -hmm. having spotlight on them because without all of these things happening when they're in high school and middle school then suddenly they get into this new situation where everybody is watching them and they're likelier to get nervous but if they are used to all of this attention at a very young age then it's not that big of a deal okay it's a playoff game like eh, no one's expecting you to win this so go out and play your game cj stroud did that He looks super impressive And i wouldn't be surprised if say they keep this game close against baltimore next weekend
2: yeah, and and we're seeing it, it even at the college level where the transfer mm-hmm. portal walk right in and high level of success to where they're in the conversation immediately for the Heisman trophy and it see what CJ Stroud has single-handedly done. He has shut up the Ohio State quarterback narrative. He has shut that down. Mm-hmm. Like that's the power of CJ Stroud right now in this league. With that said, my first reaction is I will lay it with Baltimore.
0: <laughs> yeah uh
3: it'll be tough very tough a little switcheroo Texas there <laughs> yeah um
2: oh man another fallout from dallas and it just makes me think about it because of the point spread that we have here like typically eight and a half you'll have a teaser conversation boy mm-hmm. every teaser started with dallas because that was the easy one you just need them to win like another example man i aaron was ahead of me on this i have been so I'm so happy that I got out on teasers early in the year. They've been awful. Right?
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean also you're paying like minus money for a parlay basically. The best like, price the, the
2: best price is minus <laughs> 120 out there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Nope. Jeez. Yeah. Long or otherwise, like even something that has a distinct mathematical advantage has not exactly been there all season long. So absolutely, it is a a bit of a concern. Uh, How about in all likelihood the Bills are going to win today? Uh, Likelihood, whatever that means in this day and age. Uh, But if it is the Chiefs and the Bills right now, the projected line is Buffalo minus three with a total of forty six and a half. Does this line not look a little suspicious to you, Joe? Yeah.
2: Okay, what if it's a a gross, I don't know, 20-14 to 14 win for Buffalo? Pittsburgh covers, not really in doubt. Like, is it three? And also, I, I've seen this bandied about, and my first reaction mm-hmm. is, I don't see their just, how is their bill supported laying three? Mm-hmm. How are people, the majority of people, not going to come in and say, No, no, I saw it on Saturday night with Mahomes and you're giving me Pat Mahomes in the playoffs and you're giving me a full field goal. I know it's the first road playoff game, but that's a joke. And they're just going to take Kansas City.
3: I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. It's not like the Bills have been this phenomenal, consistent team all year round. And obviously, you know, we got to see what injuries are and all of that, but I would definitely be backing the Chiefs in this situation. I probably, if it was Chiefs plus three, I'd just take the money line.
1: Really? J- just bypass uh, the points and go all the way, huh? Yeah. Okay. I I have a question about like the health of the Chiefs' offense right now, and it's mm-hmm. definitely I want you guys' opinions on this because Pat Mahomes had forty three dropbacks against the Dolphins. They scored 26 points. The Dolphins' defense is banged up. Like, you know, maybe the the end of the season is the best thing for them right now because, I mean, there was almost nobody left. And and this was a big problem. And I get conditions. You got to factor that in and all that stuff. But Mahomes did have 43 dropbacks, passer rating of 84, completion percentage over expected of minus 5.7%. And while the rushing attack was still pretty good, Uh, with Mahomes being efficient, Isaiah Pacheco also playing well. While that was efficient, I do wonder if we still have some serious questions about this passing game. Because while Rasheed Rice was great, is it deep enough to make a serious run? And I think gauging how Buffalo does in this game will matter a great deal to how we answer that question. But as it stands right now, I don't know if that win over the Dolphins made me feel any better about the Chiefs' chances going forward.
2: Yeah, good point on on that defense. They had no pass rushers. They were all out, everybody. And they were missing guys in the secondary, too. And by the way, the great Mike McDaniel, his offense didn't enter the red zone the entire game. The, The elite offense of the Dolphins was one for 12 on third down. They were never a threat the entire game you know the Bills are going to be a threat no matter what the game state is. Um, So, yeah. So we just thinking about that game a little bit, you said a quick question. So we we always say that what we know at studies with weather, we only care about wind, right? But in this situation, we had extreme cold. Fourth coldest game we've ever seen. Extreme cold, does that matter? Are we willing to say that? Like, temperatures, like, everybody says, like, it doesn't matter when it comes to scoring and all that. Temperatures don't matter. But when it's extreme like that, you can't tell me that that didn't impact Miami.
3: Yeah, I mean, even Andy Reid's mustache was frozen and had ice. On.
2: Was that snot, and it froze I on his mustache? I don't know what that
1: was. But I
0: Let's say sweat, but maybe snot. Let's say sweat, but it might what, have been snot. There, like,
1: definitely a whoa. mixture. <laughs> De- definitely a oh, wintry mix, like snow and rain, For like sure, a wintry mix.
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> oh a wintry so mix. What it sweat? And snot? I mean, my nose would swat, be running swanauts? in the not?
1: <laughs> That, uh, if I never see that picture again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> right? Oh, they, they went
0: to it a few times. And, like, all right, let's get the super close up on the mustache. Look, the, like, to the, oh, this whole seeing? point about the Miami <laughs> offense, like, this is where the game changed for me, where it was over. Like, they ran with Mostert four straight times in the middle of the second quarter eight yards, four yards, mm-hmm. three yards, six yards. And then they passed it on third and one and then they pass it on fourth and one, and they miss both at the Kansas City 44. Man, yep. like Pacheco showed – I know Casey ran the ball, but they also were pounded with Pacheco, and those guys didn't want to tackle him. Just do the same – you've got the same guy on your team who can do the same thing, and you did it for four plays in a row with Mostert, and then, like we saw the week before against Buffalo, McDaniel <clears throat> wouldn't stay with it. And it's it, the Andy Reid thing it mentioned is interesting because Andy's had trouble with that in the past too – where he will, something's working, but he has to go back to his passing game. I think that's going to be a huge learning curve for McDaniel, something he's got to look at, like stick with the run sometimes, man. I know like, you know, EPA and everything else, sometimes I'm not saying, hey, let's run the ball 50 times, three yards in a cloud of dust. But in this situation, you had an opportunity against a team that stinks against the run defensively, bad tackling weather, and he just wouldn't stick with it. And the last two weeks he did the same thing.
2: Yeah, he tried it early, it got shut down, and it was abandoned ship. It was Mostert with eight tries. HN, oh man, six for, for nine yards. So He's not yeah. that guy in this game. Yeah. you ran. Yeah, you're right. You ran with your two dudes 14 times, and then you gave up on right. it. So I get your point. Yep. Yeah.
3: Well, one other thing, going back to Joe's point about these hot teams heading into the playoffs, would the Bills mm-hmm. count? As one, or are they not in that company? Because they won five three,
2: They count. And
3: so, yeah.
2: But they were close games. That's the the difference.
1: Right. Close games. And I would argue, too, that Joe Brady, like his impact has been a more conservative brand of football. In part because the tight ends have been healthy. But also they've been running the ball with James Cook a little bit more. So in one way, I think there's a genius to it just because like that's a better offense for cold weather. However, if there is a condition where like you're in Baltimore and it's not that cold or it is more playable, then I do think this will come back to haunt them. So yes, the record matters, but I do look at this offense and I go, is it explosive? It has to be if you're going to make a serious run in the playoffs. And I just don't know if I can answer that yet.
0: But I do agree with Ed's earlier point. Like based off of the Chiefs, Dolphins game, I'm not like, oh, Kansas City's back. Like right. I I don't know that I'm saying I'm laying three with Buffalo. I think you gotta take the three with Mahomes. But I'm not I'm not like, Oh, yeah, all right, Chiefs are back,
1: let let's go. Chiefs do get an extra two days to prep for all of this. How much does that matter?
2: Andy Reid off the buy. It's not a buy, but extra time. well, and
1: and,
0: no, but I will mention the weather too. And it's we're ten days. What are we? No, we're six days out. No, it looks like it's gonna be cold, like twenty degrees, clear, no wind. So Mm -hmm. over could be an option too.
3: If you search Andy Reid, first thing that comes up is frozen mustache.
1: Sorry. On that note, Can't this learn, is Mechuel no. Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up <laughs> next are lightning bets.
0: Muted, Ed.
2: You're muted, Ed. Ed, you're oh, muted. I'm muted.
1: Oh, there we go. Yeah, someone finally said something. Cool. It's usually right. us. Welcome back to Becky Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, <laughs> Joe Strauss, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Bill Belichick, his next team. BetMGM has some odds here. Uh, the favorite is that he will not be the head coach of any team during week one. That's plus 125. Uh, but if he is going to coach, uh, the favorite is the Falcons at 2-1, to one, followed by the Chargers at 4-1. to one commanders titans are all in the mix any other nfl team uh nine to one that's not listed what do you like here joe no i don't know i don't know it's gonna
2: so it's <laughs> just it's gonna be which team strikes first right and then we're gonna get a fallout like yeah we're hearing reports about okay this guy's visiting that guy Th- with this team or that team it's a lot of it's going to be a waste of time and it's all going to be drawn out i i know that if I was thinking about Dan Quinn, I would not be thinking about Dan Quinn today, with with the way his defense performed. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Like the Eagles might be in this after after tonight, so that would change the whole market. Like if the Eagles are really in this, like they're going to get one of the big names. There's no doubt.
1: But well, question though, Cowboys... if it's if it's the Eagles, then would they be shorter than nine to one or should you just take any other NFL team given they might That's be that other NFL say. team? Yeah.
3: The nine to one is the best bet. I think because it could be the Cowboys or Eagles. We just talked to Jason Lockenfora earlier on the show. And he said, all of these teams that are listed, essentially it doesn't make sense for Bill Belichick. You know, he has to go to the right situation. And I think the Eagles and the Cowboys would be the right situation for him.
1: So this
2: is both situations, both situations. He can pile up wins quickly, which is what this is about, right? Mm -hmm. This isn't going to make,
0: yeah, this isn't going to make sense. But like, doesn't it feel like Jeffrey Lurie, there's like a, there's kind of an, a rivalry there, right? Like that's the team that beat him in a Super Bowl. Doesn't it feel like, oh, we had to go get the Patriots guy to, to win again. Like, between him and Howie, I just wonder if there's too much. And the fact that I think Bill is close. Like, I think there's no question he's closer to the end than his prime. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy.
2: You would look at it that way. I would look at it like, what do you think now? You thought he was done. He's not done. And look what he's doing with us.
3: Like what Joe Mm -hmm. G said. The Andy Reid comp. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but, like, but Kansas City, Kansas City's not Philadelphia. Let's just be honest here. Like, Kansas City, like, Bill wants to deal with that East Coast, like, those East Coast press conferences again. Go to, like, even Dallas, like, nationally it's a buzzy, but it's not, like, I don't think it's as hard to meet. It's a softer media market than Philly. You get much more national scrutiny. I just don't know what the day-to-day is the way that it's going to be, like, in Philly with everyone out for you on a daily basis. You don't
2: know? I don't know. You do know. Oh, it's not, not gonna be like that in Dallas. There's nobody like, like nowhere that. In like, it's, yeah. There's New York, Philly, Boston. They're this, on their own team. Right.
0: This yeah. is why Atlanta makes sense. Atlanta is Kansas City, is the Kansas City comp Ew. for Belichick. Like
1: not easy, sexy enough.
0: Soft media no. market. No. Easy to win.
2: Does uh, he care about the media? It? I don't think
1: he cares about that.
3: I think he'd rather just... retire than go to the Falcons to be honest. Wow. What I don't think the Falcons means. are like a
1: coach away.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe not a coach, but they were a playoff team without their coach. They absolutely were a playoff team. And we just saw what happened in Dallas yesterday.
1: So like, what's the day They're not that's that a different big. situation. Like I, I, the Falcons being two to one, I think is a terrible bet. Like even if he ends up there, no. that is not going to work. I see that being an abject failure. Uh, the Fields and Bill Belichick.
2: Ooh, just Chargers,
0: oh. another soft media market, like another like you can go, like you don't have to deal with the grind of the day to day. There's not as much scrutiny. They're just happy to have you, and they're happy to be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Now it went terribly wrong. Like Brandon Staley, kind of, he brought that on himself. But I, right. I think like an Atlanta or an LA, just makes but Philly is. Like I just Christine don't David think
2: Belichick. I, I don't we're talking about the media markets. I don't think Belichick cares. Like, he's not going to answer mm-hmm. your questions if he doesn't want to answer your questions. Like he did weekly right. interviews on on sports radio where they would try to crush him, and right. he still did it. He didn't have to do that kind of stuff. And I know a lot of times it's written in the contract, but I don't think he cares. Like he's he's that's... dealt with the worst. He's dealt with the worst. No, that's in Boston. fine. Like nothing is going to be thinking... like, oh no, that media market scares me. I don't want to deal with that.
0: No, it's not scares. It's just like Andy was run down by the end of his 15 years in Philly. Like, And Kansas City is a nice, soft landing spot. Yeah. I just wonder if it's like, hey, let me go to a nice, soft landing spot, try and win a little bit more. Like the AFC West, you're going to go there? I don't know. I'd rather go to the NFC South.
1: But yeah. to me it's not just getting into the playoffs and being happy with that. Like you gotta have a team that can contend. And as I look at this list, like the Chargers stand out. Yeah, the defense is weak, but you like some talent there here and there. And and maybe it just needs a little bit of coaching and some TLC and it'll be fine. But you got a quarterback. Falcons, <laughs> you're gonna have to go get one, but chances are they're not gonna be Justin Herbert. Commanders, you gotta start over, exactly. Titans, you know, that's that's gonna be a project. There are a lot of projects on this list, but the Chargers are not. And some of these teams that still have a coach but may fire them uh, this week, whatever, like the Cowboys or the Eagles, those make sense to me because you are just a coach away. Or at least there's a path for you to have a coach away. The others, I I don't know if I buy it. Like in media market, whatever, like, yeah. yeah.
2: Does he make the Falcons relevant? Like, they're just kind of there. They're wallpaper they right. always have been like mean, who cares about the Falcons isn't that what the Jeeps I... were they were just kind of there
3: also it's well, such a bad division home, so that was like, a lucky
0: like break that was are so people long gonna ago? say like yeah.
3: oh Bill Belichick hasn't lost his fastball he's such a great coach if he goes to the Falcon I don't know I just don't think it's sexy enough I don't think he he's up for that
1: right this has to be something where you can win in two to three years, and the Chargers—that's yeah. the only team I see that could do that. Like Belichick, I don't think has the patience or you know the wherewithal to pick a <laughs> rookie quarterback and be able to win in that rookie window. Like I don't believe that. I think it all has to kind of be there, set up, ready and rearing to go. And I—I I don't know if many of these teams can really do that, and that's why. Or like, the Eagles or Eagles Cowboys. Makes sense. Cowboys makes sense. Yes, right.
2: Yeah. Yes, those
1: two. It's there. It's ready to go. He just shows up and he can win a championship. I can how Tom Brady did it. Like, I think there's a parallel there. Tom Brady went to a place where, you know, put some water in and you might grow a championship. I can see that happening in, you know, Eagles, Cowboys, Chargers. But that's probably like, it's probably those three. Okay, uh, lightning bets time uh, for today's double header. I'm going to take DeAndre Swift over 61 and a half rushing yards. I get this Bucks defense is really good against the run, but they're not good given how the Eagles run the football. So I expect Swift to break free a few times. He'll go over 61 and a half. Khalil Shakir for the Bills over two and a half receptions at minus 140. Yeah, it's a little expensive, but I do think that Josh Allen will distribute the football through the air a few times. And I like uh Shakir to get his Jalen Warren over 19 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, game script might mean they run the football a little bit more, uh, you know, would say to pass, but I do think they will run some. So maybe rushing attempts make sense, but I do think in those RPO schemes that Warren will have his opportunities as a pass catcher. So I'm going to go over 19 and a half receiving yards, and I'm going to go ahead and look ahead and place a bet right now while I still can. Packers 49ers over 50 and a half. I think both offenses could have monster outings, and this total could go up. So I'm going to act now while supplies last, Joe.
2: All right. We had to get to the playoffs for all these overs to hit and hit by a wide margin. And I think this game this afternoon, we're going to see the over hit once again, Buffalo Pittsburgh with the change in day and time. I do like the over here. There's a reason the total took a jump uh, over 38 and a half right now for Buffalo Pittsburgh. As far as tonight, give me the bucks plus three. They're still available. I don't know that they're all going to be available later on. And it's a Rashad white game for me. So, I mean you look at this Eagles defense of what they've given up on the ground lately. I mean, it was Arizona. They ran for almost 200 yards. Seattle over 100, Dallas over 100, Niners over 100. Chiefs, it's like everybody's running on them. So, over 63 and a half rushing yards. I like Man, he he might get a bunch of targets in the passing game too, but I'm going over 63 and a half rushing and minus 110 for an anytime touchdown for Rashad White. Eagles have given up a rushing touchdown in now six straight games.
3: Love it. All right. I am going to be looking to the quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts and his mangled finger. 219 and a half passing. I will go under. He's gone under that seven out of his last nine games, and I expect him to do the same in this matchup. And then with Josh Allen, I'm going to go over an alt Over on passing, 300-plus at BetMGM. I use an odds boost to get it to plus 750. Um, I don't think this weather will stop him. I think we'll see some high yardage out of Josh Allen, Paul.
0: I'm tempted on Eagles 2.5, which I saw this morning, but it was very juiced, so we'll just kind of see how that goes. I am riding the Eagles in a playoff survivor pool, so go Birds. Uh, Rashad White, Mm. I'm with you, Joe. Gave it on Friday. number has not moved, but over 63.5. With everything you said, Josh Allen under 38 and a half rushing yards. I just think uh, this doesn't have to be the Josh Allen does it all in the ground game. So I think lean on James Cook, uh, Josh Allen under 38 and a half, and then we'll go alternate Jalen Hurts under passing yards with the hashtag mangled finger under 207 and <laughs> a half at plus money. There, there's like some 197 and a half, 190 and a half. How low do you want to go? It's up to you, but I will go under 27 and a half.
1: Mike McCarthy's season-ending news conference uh, was scheduled for today. It is not happening. There may be tea leaves to be read here. I assume this announcement uh, in terms of a potential firing will happen in about five minutes. Is that kind of what we're anticipating here?
2: Yeah, that's what usually happens as soon as we sign off. here's the Schefter tweet.
1: Exactly. I can't wait. Thanks for watching and listening to Make Daily, presented by BetMGM. Take care, everybody.